25th Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And Laura... You know what's wild? What? I just booked my flight to come back to Columbus. Yay! I know, I know. Yeah, I'm coming back, y'all. We're coming to Rick's retirement, Rick's Jersey retirement, but also it's my lovely co-host's birthday weekend, so I can't think of a better reason to be back in the 614. So... I am very excited. I've never been more excited to spend money than I was to spend money to come back to come back home. So I'm very excited about that. So that has definitely given my Thursday evening a bit of a boost as you all listen here on Friday. Hopefully you've had a nice week. Hopefully you're feeling well and rejuvenated, especially after what was a much needed night of hockey from the Blue Jackets. But Laura, how are you doing on this beautiful evening? Well, I won't go into like detail, but I had a shit day. <laughs> I had a shit day today. Um, all of it. Are you going to say all on the show? It'll be great. Just just all of it. Just every <laughs> single detail. Um, no, I had an absolute garbage day, as Jeremy knows. Um, and was like not in, in the best mood to go to a game, uh, but needed to go to the game because we had some things to do for the podcast. Um but also just really needed a good, solid Blue Jackets win, which is always made even sweeter when it's against our Temi Panarin um, and the New York Rangers. So my mood definitely turned right around. Um, watching the Blue Jackets use a little bit of that shame energy and get themselves a win. <laughs> I have to say, we're usually not very methodical with our social media. Like, normally, it's just pretty much whatever comes to our brain. That's kind of what ends up on the Twitter. But I did text Laura about halfway through the game, and I said, I don't really want Artemi Panarin to do anything else. Like, I would like for him to do nothing, like no assists, no more points, no nothing. Um, But if he does, I have the perfect tweet in my head. And so when he did get an assist on the Rangers' third goal on Thursday night, I was like, not mad about it, but I was also mad about it. So, and I did send was... you the go ahead because, as we all know, there's always like a 40, 30, 40 second delay from live action to the TV. So, yeah, yeah you did. You were like, you could send the tweet, and it's like, I'm still <laughs> watching the hockey game, it's still 4 2. And you're like, go ahead and send the tweet. I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> <laughs> but at least it wasn't a full on goal. So, we did. I, I still think it was worth. I still think it was worth the the car. Oh yeah, totally worth the, the tweet. I was just glad that it wasn't a full on goal because I already told you what I said out loud that made our C area laugh during the game, where I just sort of said, again, like I said out loud, "Do not let the tiny Russian man score." God, he's really good at hockey. Do you ever like I take, take I say take like the anger that you still have for him out of the equation? Like, 
the one shot on goal he had where he just basically made everybody like boom like look silly where he was just like i'm just gonna take the puck wherever i really want it to and i'm just, I'm just gonna shoot the puck i'm just gonna shoot the puck but probably he said that in russian and um and yeah i mean he did he obviously didn't score there but it was just like stupid it was just like why are you so good at this like yeah i mean he <laughs> do be trying like he do be trying and i mean he did <laughs> he did assist a couple of times this evening in getting two of the three um new york goals so well, and, he ha- and he scored one of them did he actually score one of them yeah he scored the first goal of the game oh he did yeah, he was involved in every, every every Ranger goal, which like tracks like that makes sense because he kind of there was a, really good. There was a lot happening emotionally for me in the first sure. period of the game. Again, we which won't is, go into a, it. Which is surprising to me that you didn't clock the Artemi Panarin score the first goal because I feel like that would have heightened every one of the emotions that you were having. I mean, I might I might have done that. You'd have to ask Gretchen, uh, our, who I took to the game with me tonight. Because I don't, I mean, it was a lot of just me rambling on about stuff. So to her, poor girl. Um, so I may have registered it. Who knows? But Well, all that matters is that it happened, but it wasn't the thing that made the Blue Jackets lose. Because the Blue Jackets won Thursday night. And I somehow, someway, and you're going to have to like help me with this. I noticed that Elvis picked up 56 saves at some point over the week, but I really don't recall a game in which he played yeah. this week that would have required 56 saves. Perhaps that's selective memory. I mean, I'm unaware of a circumstance, but it was just weird that they added it to his, you know, stats. Maybe he played some sort of weird charity game that went awry. Um, Maybe it went up in flames, perhaps. I don't know. Like, yeah. And Wait, no love for the pun? <laughs> No, I do love the pun. I did try and be punny yesterday uh, with a game that didn't happen. Theory, <laughs> um, where I said we should put out the flames. Oh, well. Um, that it didn't work. It, it just ignited. I think I may have inadvertently poured gasoline on it. So Wait, this is a totally different flames experience. But have I ever... Have you heard the story about like it was one of the it was the first game that I ever sat in the lower bowl. I was probably like, oh gosh, young. I mean like 10, like around that age. Mm-hmm. And it was when Steve Mason, you know, Kelly's favorite, was was playing for the Jackets, and the Jackets won five to nothing. And I remember, you know, obviously, as you're familiar as a hockey fan, if you're listening to this show, uh, at the end of the game three stars and whenever you win a game five nothing you can just presume that your first star is going to be your goaltender and so it is steve mason's the first over or is the first star and we're all kind of just sitting there and he doesn't come out like he doesn't like come out or anything after um having been named the first star of the game come to find out later that a man has been arrested for sending in death threats to Nationwide Arena about Steve Mason. And when they arrested him, they they pulled up to his house and he was in his underwear and in a Flames jersey. You have never told me this. Yes. Story. Yeah. And so like absolutely nuts. Like he was just like, 
going berserk and like, you know, calling Some literally the arena. Calgary fan tried to kill Steve Mason. No, he was just drunk probably and saying a bunch of bullshit to a telephone that had just happened to be calling Nationwide Arena. So yeah, he didn't come out. And we were all like, well, that's weird. We, maybe he got hurt or something like that. No, no, no. He was literally just being protected because um, <laughs> he was his life was threatened because he shut out the flames. That's insanity. Hold on, I'm Googling it so that way I can like make sure I'm getting this right before. Make I'm, sure like, it wasn't like some weird hockey-related fever dream. Correct, because I could see that for myself, right? Like I could see that because of, of just the way that I am. Um, no, so March 27th, 2009 was when this article was posted. Um, yeah, police in Ohio allege a passionate hockey fan made physical threats against the Columbus Blue Jackets in a series of phone calls to the team's arena during Thursday's game with the Calgary Flames. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine being that phone operator, though? Where you're just, like, kind of fielding questions about, like, where do I park? I'm mad about this. What not? And then some raging lunatic is just like, I'm going to come kill Steve Mason. I mean, yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. And and the team didn't comment on it at the time and all that kind of stuff. But what's even crazier about that, too, is like that was Steve Mason's. That's actually not the crazier part about it. The crazier part is that somebody is threatening his life. Let's like not get that. Like, let's keep the priorities right. But that was his 10th shot of the year. Wow. 10 shutouts in one season. Still owns the franchise record for most in a season. It was his rookie season. Won the Calder, Calder Trophy and just was absolutely lights out. But it just kills me to this day. <laughs> like, thinking about that story, it's probably one of the most ludicrous experiences that I've had at the arena where I just like leave and I'm like, I'm sorry, what happened? So yeah, in 2009, I would have been 11 going on 12, which is just weird to think about on this, my 25th year in life. Yeah, we're not going to talk about how old I was in 2009. We're good. Yeah, we don't, yeah. no, we don't have to. I, 11 no. or 12? Is that right? Yep. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. Uh, so, yeah, no, that's insane. Insanity. Insanity. Um, and it's weird that, like, the whole time he's just out on the ice not knowing that his life is being threatened by some lunatic. And then he comes down the tunnel to, like, Probably thinking, oh, I have to go do my thing, come down the tunnel, turn around so I can go back out. And they're like, actually, Steve, no. Yeah, somebody just stuck their arm out and was like, hey, hey, <laughs> we have something to tell you. Maybe go back in the locker room. <laughs> they were room like, actually, room. you're not even going to go into the locker room. You're going into this special room. And then we're going to explain to you what's happening. He just walks into a bunker and sits next to Boomer and is like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> You think that's where they're keeping Boomer? Is in some sort of weird bunker? In the bunker, yeah, one hundred percent. Total side topic before we talk about the rest of this game. But did you see the tweet I sent you? From I think it's from Jeff Sabota. No, I think it was uh, from Brian Hedger. It was oh Brian the, Hedger. Yeah, it was <laughs> about Boomer the reverse retro jerseys coming back. Let's talk about that for a second, actually, because yes, his tweet about making it like you know, Boomer in the middle of the jersey, and then Boomer on the pads of Elvis Merzlikens, which was just crude, sir. Um, yes. <laughs> because he said he um, wanted the reverse retro to be the same colors as our third jersey so that Boomer could be added, and then Boomer added to the baby blue pads. Right. But, well, I... Listen, so the chill jersey, right? 
I tweeted it from our account. That needs to be the third jersey, or that needs to be like the retro jersey. And I think you do it in you either do white. I actually think that'd be sweet to do like a white retro jersey for like home, and then you make the other team wear their their home jerseys or what have you. Or hell, they could wear their retro jerseys because I'm sure all of theirs are going to be home colored. And you make the like little like lines and stuff. Um, you know, blue jackets colors. Obviously, you get the chill font, and I think you just do like CBJ up the side of it instead of saying chill. I think it'd be sweet. I would love every second of that. I know that probably is not going to be what happens because I think Adidas is going to find a way to hurt me. But I think that that would be so fun. I mean, I I love that idea, and I think it's a great to pay homage to like what brought the attention of bringing in, you know, an NHL team to Columbus was the chill, like, you know, so that would be way more appropriate. I just desperately, and I know that you like them. I'm not a huge fan of them. I would just desperately do not want them to give us another red Jersey. I mean, red doesn't make a ton of sense. Me as I'm like wearing a red hoodie as we record, red doesn't make a ton of sense all the time. Like, just because it's just not really just not a, like I, a solidly red jersey. Like it just was too confusing. People don't like it, especially when it's the contradiction of like we're the Blue Jackets and they're wearing red jerseys. Like they looked way too much like Washington Capitals Capitals jerseys. And I would like them to see them do something either with white or like do something kind of extreme, like do a black version with like something like i mean i'm personally like i don't know why red is really in it like and i get the americana aspect of it like but i i'm a bigger fan of the idea of like staying true to the idea of like we're called the blue jacket because of the union army like because of all that kind of stuff so it's like i would like to see everything kind of shift toward that third Maybe you don't have to go to the third logo, but I'd like to see everything shift toward that third jersey color scheme. Um, you know, that na- that union blue, that cream color. Like, I think that that's just really In the clean. silver, yeah. It's so clean. I think it's probably one of the cleaner looks in the, in the National Hockey League. And I know Kelly is probably listening to us pulling out her hair because she absolutely hates the third jerseys, but I love the color scheme. Like, the color scheme is so good. Well, that was our that was our original color scheme was to match um, kind of those the third jerseys. And the worst part is, I told Steve and I said, "Don't you dare include any red in any of our color, like in any of our color." And here we are. And now here we are, and like here we are. I'm here. also wearing. I'm I'm wearing merch, guys. I'm wearing merch. There you go. It doesn't happen all that often. As you look to the to the top of the screen and you see Laura, what? Girl, you won't get us. You won't get us flagged, girl. <laughs> I was showing um, off the shirt. Um, but yeah, I um, yeah, I always was like, I don't know about the red, but but I mean, going with going with the third jersey color scheme would definitely give leadway leeway to using boomer. So. And I guess we just need to talk to our friends in marketing and communications and be like, what do you need him to change? Like, what about him needs to change to bring him back? Because I get it. I get not wanting to have him appear. I get it. I'm hearing it. But I <laughs> I would like to know what we can do to make him more family friendly, 
and to make him a staple. And maybe we can't. Maybe we can't. I, I, think, I think it's hard to make the concept of Boomer, once you've seen him. No, hold on. Family friendly. Hold on. Hear me out. Boomer has a twin. Not a twin. A cousin. Okay. And it's literally just a cannonball. It's literally just a cannonball that walks around, kind of like Syracuse's mascot, like the orange. The orange. But it's just a cannonball. And he just walks around and he's like, like, just like, just <laughs> like, like waddles everywhere that he goes. I'm actually loving the concept. Now, does he have arms or is he just a cannonball with legs? I think he doesn't have arms. And I think that if he falls on the ice, it just has to be what it is. I think, I think so he he's just, just literally to... the people that compete in that intermission game. Only his his situation isn't see-through. That and I would even say like the circumference of it and the radius of it has to be so large as to where there's probably only like this much foot showing on the costume. That makes it for a very specific height. Cool. Works for me. And also like... How do we make sure? I guess it's gonna have to be very round because we don't want people being like, "Why is a bowling ball your mascot or your temporary mascot?" And I think, ha- I think it can have imperfections. I think that we weren't using completely spherical cannonballs in the 1800s. That is true. Here's my other thought, and I mean, and I we'll- think it's a good working thought. I think it needs. It's half baked. It's half baked, admittedly. Although now I'm envisioning like a cute little cannonball that has like Converse shoes on. Come on. Yeah, no, get into it. Yeah, no, for sure. I just think that maybe we're on to something. That would be more family friendly than Boomer. Because for all of you who've never seen Boomer, just Google it. They've him. all seen Boomer. If they're listening to the show, they've seen Boomer. <laughs> He's just not the most family friendly situation. Um, you know what? I disagree. I think he and the mustache the is most... creepy. The mustache is weird. No, I love the mustache. The mustache is maybe my favorite part of Boomer. I think the mustache makes him even less family friendly. <laughs> Can I share that this is my favorite photo? I don't know if we've ever utilized this on the podcast, but I need to share it um, with the folks because it just is. It's nothing but pure gold. Um, let me see. Open like a new tab. I want to just get the photo. Here we go. I cannot wait. We're working with technology here, folks, and so I can't promise that it's going to be great. But um, I just have to say that this is easily my absolute favorite photo of Zoomer. <laughs> And I here's why. Like here's why. This this photo reminds me that it happened. It Do makes you know it real for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not like it's just a matter of like, oh, I imagine this, like what have you. Like this, this makes it real. <laughs> it's like it's like the, the like- cannon, like they are on the side of him. They are doing their jobs. There are fans behind him looking at that boomer ass. And he's there. He is really there. I like this. I like that this is what makes it real for you. When there was literally a whole ass press conference 
that announced a rumor. I'm glad you bring that up because we could also show that too. But yeah, but that's like different, right? Though, because it's literally like it's showing like. I guess it does make it more real to have like. He's on the, the ice. <laughs> ice girls and or the 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 promotion team and the fans also be in the presence of Boomer. And like I know that something is happening, like stage left, right? Like I get that, but it just is killing me that like these people are all like, we're not gonna look, we're not gonna look at it, we're not. Gonna yeah, they're like, we're not staring at this atrocity. <laughs> like literally, nobody's looking him in the eyes. Like, look, do you see a single? Maybe. Maybe her, like maybe her up here, like maybe her in the purple. Mm-hmm. Blue no, I don't think so. Yeah, I like, kind of nobody... think some. It's weird to look at photos and not see masks. This is what the pandemic has done. Correct. But I do think some parents are shielding their children's eyes. This from... man's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, there's <laughs> the, the the woman in the in the up in the corner looks very concerned. Her right here. Yeah. Yeah, she's the one I thought was looking at him. So I get, uh, but maybe I think she's trying to under. I think she's trying to find someone to ask for her money back. Literally, (laughs) gosh, yeah, that was good. I'm really glad that we could have that portion of the show today. But yeah, I just that photo for me does it. So so yeah, so I don't think it's appropriate for Boomer to come back, but I think if we can build off of that energy, Boomer. And, you know, not that, I mean, Stinger is amazing. So it's not really that Stinger needs, you know, help in any way. But if he was looking for a sidekick or, like, someone to come out every once in a while that's more appropriate than Boomer. Although, as we've said before, if you haven't seen the Halloween video from 2020 um, where Boomer shows up at Cam Atkinson's house. Yeah, please You see definitely that. need to see that. Yeah, please see that because that's probably the best content. But I have a final a final third jersey idea. Um and again, take with it what you will. Um personally, oh goodness, I've lost it on the screen, Laura. This is why I should never be allowed to do these kind of things. Well, you're the only one that knows how to, so. That's dangerous. But I also love how everyone's like, are they going to talk about the game or are we just talking about the? No, I'm uh, okay with this. Okay, so here we go. So I give to you the Columbus Mad Cows. The Columbus Mad Cows was a jersey. It, it was a jersey that the Chill wore. They wore Mad Cow jerseys for, um, gosh, I don't even know why or when they wore them. Oh, it was Halloween, perhaps. This was literally, like, look, like, he was like, what did I do to deserve this? He's like, playing in the ECHL is bad enough, but now I have to wear a thing. This is Columbus Mad Cows. The they udders. have udders. The udders, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's real. It's real. This really happened. This was not a, this was not a game. This was really what these jerseys looked like. These are offensive to the eye. <laughs> but <laughs> hear me out. Like, could you imagine a Columbus Mad Cow's like retro? Yeah, no, I'm okay. You're good. That's sad. Yeah, okay, I'm out. Play on both of them. 
the star in the middle of the jersey, which was what uh-huh. the, the, the cow was on, and that's Boomer. Boomer's on the jersey in place of the cow. I mean, I, I think we could, I think we can work with it. I just I never want to see the image of that cow ever again. I just hope that important people are listening to this show today and they are taking notes on all of these atrocities I have. Of I mean, it, I, I'm not sure that they're going to take any of them seriously, but I think that they might put them somewhere for like entertainment purposes. Sure. And you know what? If that's all I can provide, I'm cool with that too. I'm really into that. But um, you know, I'm into, I'm into the Columbus Blue Jackets and they, they did, they won. Uh, you're listening to this on Friday, hopefully. So, you know, they won last night. Thursday against the New York Rangers, a team that really, I mean, it's just been like trying to pull teeth to have any sort of success against the Rangers this year for the Jackets. And they find a way tonight. Uh, They didn't look like they were going to at first. I'll tell you that. It didn't look good to start. Yeah, it was a scary times. Because as I said, I, I had my friend Gretchen with me. She's been to like a decent handful of games, but it's been a while. She hasn't been, I don't think, since before COVID. Um, so it's been a minute. So I was like re going over more things with her. And I said, I was like, I make absolutely no promises as to what this night entails. Um, and, you know, the New York Rangers pretty quickly um, got themselves a two goal lead. And I looked at her and I said, well, this could go a number of ways, but the way that it looks is like it's going to go badly. And, you know, explained about the game that doesn't exist uh, that happened the night before. And, you know, just sort of made sure to level her expectations. And you know what? The Blue Jackets said, I'm going to give you a show. And I'm... What? I was just going to say, like, I think that, like... It was one of those games. You, I mean, you're in the arena. I don't know what the the vibe was like after Gus Nyquist's goal, but as I'm watching on TV, I'm like, oh, surely, surely that goal's gonna get called back. Like I was like, because it just it's like one of those things, right? Like it's kind of how the season's gone. It's kind of how like the last couple of seasons have gone, where it's like <laughs> you just like you feel like you finally find a way to like make up some momentum, and then like obviously like it gets called back and then the Rangers still up to nothing have more momentum because they just, you know, escaped a goal and, and they're even more fired up. They score third, they score fourth, they score fifth. Like that's kind of how I predicted this game was going to go after that Gus Nyquist goal. Yes. Well, and it was funny because Gretchen kept saying, no, it's good. It's good. And I waited, I kid you not. I waited until they officially dropped the puck for the next faceoff. You have to. Before I was like, yeah, we got there. We're, we're keeping it. Like they're going to let us keep it. Cause I told her, I was like, cause it did kind of Gus's goal did kind of look like it might've been goalie interference. And see, I thought it was a kicking motion was kind of the vibe I got. Like it looked, cause like it went off the skate and it's like, you could almost make the argument that like, it was like, yes. And, and there, and he like ran it. He, it was just a lot. And I was unconvinced that they were going to let us keep it until literally the moment that the puck hit the ice for the next face off. Um, Can we talk about how we, the NHL is the parent and we are the child that finds a kitten on the street and walks in and we're like, can we please have it? Like, can we please keep it? 
can it be ours? Like that to me is like the relationship between us, the Blue Jackets, and anybody who makes any sort of decision in the NHL, whether that be from up here, Winter Classic, to down here, that play was offsides. Like that to me is like how I view that relationship between those who make decisions and the Blue Jackets. Yeah. And I said, I said to Gretchen, I was like, if they do like question this goal, it's not going to go in our favor. I was like, it does. It never does. It like, no matter what we do, like it, they will never rule in our favor, but it's stuck. Gus Nyquist's goal stuck. And, you know, having not seen a Blue Jackets goal in quite some time, um, in like, a solid six, no, 80 minutes of hockey, 80, 90 minutes of hockey. It's been a long ass time. Um, It was nice. It was lovely to see Gus Nyquist um, get his 11th goal of the season. And then, you know, it's been a minute since the captain got involved and he said, hi, I would like to make today just a really beautiful day. And Boone Jenner gets his 17th goal of the season um, in the first period to t- to end the first period tied up 2-2. Two to two. Now, as any good Blue Jackets fan will tell you, this doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it essentially, like, anything could happen over the next 40 minutes. Oh, that was funny. Like, literally anything can happen. So, we come into the second period, and again, I think we use a little this of this, a mixture of shame from the game that we don't talk about, and a little like, hey, we actually scored some goals. So, they mixed it together and said, let's only have us score in the second period. So Sean Corrali gets his seventh goal of the season. I really love this moment that Sean Corrali is having now. I think people are starting to really get behind the Sean Corrali movement. Um, So I loved this for him. Uh, And then again, Boone Jenner was like, I'm not done. I just really need to like continue and get school number 18. Yeah, he's like, let me tell you a little something about myself. And he did. He's like, I need I needed two goals today. Um, so again, Blue Jackets end the second period up four two. And I'm gonna say it, it didn't mean anything. It like truly, truly didn't mean anything. Cause honestly, and I said this to Gretchen. I said, this is lovely. This is really great. This is so much better than what we've been experiencing as Blue Jackets fans. But I cannot tell you how quickly a game can go south in 20 minutes. Or how well, quickly I a game like, can go south in 10 minutes. Well, I don't know how. Like it just like felt like one of those games where like it was just a normal commercial break, but in my head, I convinced myself that it was intermission, and I don't know why. Like, it just felt like one of those games that, like, I wanted to end far quicker than it would because I knew <laughs> that the longer the game went on, the like more the higher the risk. Yeah, 100%. Actually, like that to me is very much exactly how I felt about this game. I'm like, if this game 
goes any longer, uh, we could lose, which is just math. Like, that's just how hockey and sports work. But, yeah, in my head, I was like, this could be bad. And, you know, we did uh, we did have some moments where in the third period um, where things could have gone really, really lopsided. And I promised Gretchen that I would make uh, that I would make this comment on the show because she was very upset at a certain Blue Jackets player uh, during the game. And Mr. Jake Bean took two penalties in the third period. And while our while our penalty kill has been better, it is still a very precocious situation to put us in to put us in the third period. I think the first penalty we were still leading by two, but the third one we were still or the second one we they had definitely scored. So we only had a one goal, a one goal lead at that point. And so it puts us at a very difficult situation because at any moment we can lose control of this circumstance. And so she wanted me to point out that it wasn't great that Jake Bean took those two penalties, but we rallied and our power and our penalty kill came through. They held them off. Like it worked out. You could even say they killed it. You could even say they killed it. Um, and then, you know, we wanted, I wanted to end the game on a little cushion just because the Rangers were really trying um, to tie up the game. And, you know, they took a timeout with, I think, two minutes and 30 seconds left in the game. Um, and we're like, you know, we're going to pull our goalie. And for the first time, it worked out in our favor. What For the first time, what seemed like forever, it worked out in our favor. And Sean Corrales gets goal number two of the night um, with an empty netter, which gave the Blue Jackets just enough cushion to really feel like we got this. Um, and then what was nice is that we even had a little wiggle room towards the end. We were like, you know what? We should Let's try and see if uh, Boone or Sean can get a hat trick. Like, there was enough freedom in those moments uh, that we could try. We didn't need it, but it would have been nice. Um, So the Blue Jackets beat the Rangers 5-3. And, you know, I think it was nice for everyone in the arena to take a collective deep breath and say, okay, good. They can score goals still. Correct. Yeah, I mean, a welcome win, without a doubt. The streamers came down. And, you know, the Blue Jackets obviously won on Thursday night. But uh, did you know that our fans and our listeners, they can win this weekend, Laura? Can Can they? They can. And I'm not talking about the Jackets playing Montreal or on Monday when they play Florida. I'm talking about winning cold, hard cash dollar bills y'all i'm talking about the nfl playoffs and i'm talking about our friends over at DraftKings because four teams remain in the playoffs in the nfl and that means that only four teams are left for you to bet on so really like i mean hey one in four odds right an official sports betting partner of the nfl DraftKings sportsbook is counting down the super bowl 56 and new customers are going to get 56 to 1 odds on any team Bet just five dollars and two, and you're gonna get two hundred and sixty 
I'm lying to you. You're going to get 280. That's an additional 20 in free bets if your team wins. And uh, you can you can bet on any team that you want. But I think that there's really only one team that we're betting on here, subjectively speaking, this weekend. Isn't that right, Laura? Who day? Who day? Who do you think they're going to beat them Bengals? Nobody. But guess what? Even if you're not a new customer, you can still experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout, and the more legs you add, the more money you could win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers, only minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And I'm personally just so grateful that they sell Skyline in the cans in Grand Rapids, Michigan, because there is no Skyline restaurant. There is no Skyline in Grand Rapids, but they do sell it in the cans. And I will be getting one. And I will be making Skyline chili dip. I will be finding a way to get a hold of some Grippos. I will be having some... Um, Oh, Montgomery Inn. I was like, what's the name of the barbecue place? Montgomery Inn barbecue sauce on whatever I make. It's Cincinnati everything. I'll find a UDF. It's going to be Cincinnati everything graders in this house on Sunday. You got to try and find the new Cincinnati thing that I made you try. Oh, Geta. Yeah, I got to find it. Yes, Geta is a, a long-standing thing on my mother's side of the family. Did I ever and tell you Jeremy the I, What? Did I ever tell you the conclusion I came to? Oh, whether you're a ketchup or a syrup person? Yeah, did I ever tell you? I don't think so. It's weird because normally I'm not this kind of girl, but I was team ketchup. I am also team ketchup, but my mom is straight up syrup. I'll eat it with syrup, but like I just, because it's more of like a mind thing for me because I'm like, this is a sausage situation. So ketchup makes more. You say that, but, like, I'm the same kind of guy who, like, is super into my griddle. So, like, the idea of, like, sausage and syrup is not scary to me, just generally speaking. But but it's, like, there's something about, like, the acid, I think, in, in ketchup that, like, is good. There's also an inherent sweetness to get it because it's made with oats. And so I think that probably adds it, too, where you need that difference with the ketchup but yeah no i made i made jeremy try get it when we went to cincinnati in the fall um and he loved it so now do you know what do you know what ghetto would be really good with what whataburger spicy ketchup <laughs> i'm like i swear by it that's my favorite thing in the world and the fact that there's not a Whataburger anywhere in the Midwest is really, really, really detrimental to my mental health. Yes. We will get to travel. I mean, it's like a year or so from now, but there are Whataburgers in Texas, and we do get to go to Texas in summer 2023. I think it's cute that you think that we're not going to be going to Texas this summer at some point in time. Yes. Yes, we do. Oh, our very beloved friend Pashi, a trip to Texas before her wedding in 2023. So, 
That's what I'm saying. If not to just also let you indulge in your uh, obsession with Whataburger spicy ketchup. I mean, to be fair, it is everything Whataburger. It's not just the spicy ketchup. It is just quite honestly a god tier um, fast food establishment. So um, that's all you, I have to say on the matter. That's all I have to say on the matter. Uh, much better than In-N-Out. Much better. Because I think there's like regional like burger places, right? Like wouldn't you say so? Like they're like in and yeah. out on the West Coast. You've got Whataburger down south, specifically in like the Texas area. What what is the regional? Would you say the regional like? I think Midwest? they say. I think they say that the regional, even though it's not as prevalent in Ohio, is Culver's. Sure. No, Culver's isn't bad. I just don't think of Culver's being on that level, and maybe it's because it's like, like somewhat accessible. Is it Swenson's? Bro, Swenson's is. But I, I'm sorry. I've never to been to one, so I don't to know. To everybody who's listening, who might have like, who might be in love with Swanson, specifically my folks who are from Northeast Ohio, specifically the Canton Akron area. Like, I'm sorry for saying it. Like, I just cannot get. Like, I don't love it. Like, I don't love it, and I feel bad for it. But I just, I cannot super get behind it. And so when they started building them in Central Ohio, I was like, I must go. I actually went to the one that opened up at. Polaris right next to Top Golf and IKEA the day it opened and they gave me a little galley boy pin I have it somewhere to commemorate my being at opening day at the at the Polaris and it was lost on me because I was just like this is like okay and I went with it was when we were um it was when we were working in residence life still and I went with one of the residents actually because she worked at the part-time job that I worked at off campus and her and I were like good yeah. friends and we went together and we were both like, this is not great. <laughs> this is not all that great. Or I guess, I guess since they're trying to expand it and it's been such a big deal, like Shake Shack kind of. But to me, that's more like big. Ah, well, no, Shake Shack. You know what? Actually, I agree with you. I think Shake Shack is kind of that same like geographical place where it's like you can only get this in this place. So I agree. I do think you're right. The other I mean, thing I, I do like Shake Shack when I get it. It's not often. The other place that comes to my brain is Cookout is the other place that comes to my brain as far as like regional. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Shut up right now. Yeah, You've never heard of about. Cookout. No. Oh my God. Let me tell you. Okay. So Cookout is this place. We've gone off the rails. Cookout uh, is this place where um, it's in the South primarily and they, your typical, like, you go, you can pick a tray. Your tray can consist of, like, a burger, a chicken sandwich, you know, chicken tenders, chicken, like, all this kind of stuff, right? And then you pick two sides. And I hear you. I know what you're thinking. What are your side dishes? Like, what? Like, French fries? Like, cool, great. No. No. No, 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 no. Sure, French fries are, like, on the list. Uh, quesadilla is a side dish here. Um, chicken nuggets are a side dish here. Um, what else? There are other good things that are like just like, are you serious? A bacon wrap, like a like a wrap, is a side dish. So you so it's, a, it's an entree entree place. It's not an entree side place, right? And it is so good. And their shakes, they have so many shakes, and they're incredible. And you have to get a cheesecake shake. I went in Charlotte when I was there last weekend. And, and these exist in Ohio? No, it's like a south, okay. but that to me like is a regional thing where I where we're talking about like you have like these different things in these different areas. To me, cookout is that for like the North Carolina, South Carolina, like kind of area, like maybe gotcha. even like up toward like Virginia and like West Virginia. 
Um, there's one in Huntington, West Virginia. I think that's the closest one to Ohio is Huntington, West Virginia. Okay. So it's kind so of similar good. to like the Zaxby's line with Ohio. In a way, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of that same that same pattern. I mean, Zaxby's is chicken tenders, but like Zaxby's has like good good ice. That's why I know Zaxby's. I've never had Zaxby's. Like I've heard people compare Zaxby's and like Canes. Like I don't know if that's real, but I've heard that. I would love to tell you about my Zaxby's experience, but it's it was literally one of the one of the worst days. One of the worst days I ever had in my old job. So, um, oh, was that when you were coming back from Florida? Uh -huh. <laughs> and the only thing that brought me joy was a that we were finally eating food that wasn't purchased at a gas station, and b that they had tiny pebble ice for my diet coke. That, that was bacon, the only thing that was getting me through. That were alive. Yeah, I mean, if anyone ever wants a really just chaotic story about how I survived the start of a global pandemic with 13 college students in, uh, where did, what, where were we even? Um, Pensacola, Florida. Yeah. Then let me know and I will tell you the journey that I'm still not sure how I, we all made it home in one piece. So. I just, my thing is like, I, you had to like, you were going to be told to vacate the area if there was one positive COVID test in the county that you're in. Like one. Like Literally one. any and then, moment. And then Florida was like, let's get this shit cracking. And then they like had like millions and millions and millions. And then it was moot entirely. But um, if you're still here, the Blue Jackets play hockey again on <laughs> Sunday and Monday. Yes. Um, and they play the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, that's in Montreal. And then they play the Florence Rangers on Monday uh, back at home. So the Jackets go for a little quick trip to Canada. They're going to get their poutine in. And then they're going to come back. And by the time that they come back, uh, we'll, we'll have another episode for you all on that Tuesday talking about those two games. But, again, another back-to-back -back for the Jackets. You got to think they probably split the goaltenders again, though. Yeah, I think Elvis will have uh, rested enough. Although, I don't know what they're going to do about Florida because obviously Florida murdered us the last time. Um, I don't remember talking about that on the show. We did not. We we glossed over it because it was our one-year anniversary, our one-year birthday. Um, so, like, there's going to be a lot of interesting decisions. And again, like we said in our last episode... We cannot say anything about how any other team is playing because so we can't just be like, oh, it's Montreal. It will be fine. No, because anyone who thought that about um, was it Ottawa? Yeah, Ottawa on Sunday. We were clearly wrong. <laughs> like, we were clearly wrong. So like Montreal can go anyway at this point. Honestly, any game can go anyway at this point, like we've said. But they're going to have to be very strategic in considering who goes up against Bob and just the Florida, the Panthers in general on Monday. I mean, they're good. Like they're a good hockey team. And it's one of those things where it's like, it does this. It even really matter who starts it out. Of course it does. It does matter. Like not, I'm not trying to sound like, you know, a negative Nelly, but um, the Panthers will come into that game and they play, 
San Jose on Saturday. They play the Jackets on Monday. And then they go straight to New York. So realistically, I mean, they're going to be playing the first of a back-to-back. Um, and this is not to be a, be a Debbie Downer on our current situation. But if you're if you're the Panthers and if you're looking to start your backup for one of those two games, which of, the, which of those two games are you, are you starting your backup in? Ours. Yeah, 100%. You're starting uh, – Spencer Knight healthy? I don't know if he is or not. Um, but well, let's look. Although I kind of feel like – I kind of feel like Bob would say something like, I would like to, to win here. You know. Well, I mean, at least he has, though, right? Like, I mean, like, is he? No, he definitely has, but I just feel like, similarly to our Tommy Panarin, although I don't hold near as much rage towards Sergei Bobrovsky, um, I think similarly he enjoys any opportunity that he can get to ruin our lives. Um, but so we'll see. But no, it would make way more sense for them to start their backup against us. Well, and it looks like so he, he played what tonight. you said they're playing the Rangers before us. No, they're, they're playing the Rangers the next day. They're traveling to New York right after the game against us. Oh, then yeah, it would make tons of sense to save Bob for the Rangers. So yeah, and Spencer Spencer Knight played tonight against the Golden Knights. So that's fun. Um, and he uh, only allowed one goal and had a 960 save percentage. So, I mean, he played well tonight. Spencer Knight's really good, too. Like, it's not not saying that he's not good. He's well, I mean, before, before Bob got on his hot streak, I mean, Spencer Knight was going to be, I mean, according to what people were saying, I don't pay a ton of attention to the Panthers, but according to what people were saying, he was going to be, leading the charge and then Bob's been on this just crazy streak with the Panthers. So, you know, basically he said, no way a young kid is taking my, my reins at this point, but yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah, I Spencer Knight, he's faced some injury things. He hasn't been as hot as he was last year. Uh, in his first season, and so yeah, he just hasn't gotten the same amount of starting time that I think a lot of people expected him to. But at the same time, like kids, kids, twenty-one years old, or he's going to be twenty-one this year. I mean, for NHL goaltenders, I mean, you know, Elvis Merzlikens made his debut at twenty-five, right? It's just like it's usually a position that develops a little bit later in age, and so to even be a twenty-one-year-old having twenty-twenty-one-year-old having serious conversations about starting in the National Hockey League, I mean, it's a big deal, and it shows that he's big big time so obviously mm-hmm. the jackets regardless of who they play against whether it's whether it's spencer knight or sergey bobrovsky uh they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna have quite the goaltender that they're going up against they're gonna need to find ways to put pucks in the back of the net and they're gonna have to find ways to quite frankly keep the panthers from piling it on because the panthers are fully capable of doing exactly that yeah i just if they're gonna if we're gonna lose i just would like not I can we do it by less this time like I just I don't know I don't know how like you know we're all about positivity here and being through like seeing the team through every single up and down but like I don't know we can do another not this close together 
Like maybe at the end of February when we see the Panthers again, you, we can let them stomp on us all, all over the place. But like we need a bit of a reprieve. Like maybe just like let them win by like a couple. And not yeah, formal formal request. Don't get beat by seven. <laughs> yeah, that's really all I'm asking. Um, really, ever again. Really, just don't yeah. don't do that ever again if possible. Avoid it at all costs. Yeah, that would that would be great. Um, but you know, we won't talk too much about it, but after that Florida game, um, a majority of the guys are getting a little bit of time off. Um, they, I don't believe they will be allowed to travel because COVID is real. Um, but we, they will get a little bit of time off for the all-star break. And we are excited to talk all about, uh, the experience that Zach Gorensky is going to have representing the Blue Jackets in Las Vegas um, for All-Star Weekend. Um, and I'll, you'll probably get to hear some lovely tales of me taking my niece and nephew to Disney on us. So, yeah, <laughs> we, on yeah. Weekend. yeah, man, we're not going to have, con- so we'll have that ga- the episode coming out on, uh, so as you're listening to this, it'll be our next episode coming out on the first, covering the, uh, kind of recapping the Canadians and Panthers games but then yeah we're gonna have two episodes of gameless content so really we can't promise that that is going to be any sort of coherent and really would you want us to it's gonna be a lot i promise it'll be a lot of fun we have a great time you can't tell us that we don't we yeah we we are a lot of fun and it'll be you know interesting because then we're gonna get to to go into all these rescheduled games that we missed in december so man oh man can't wait. Um, Can't wait. Yeah. But so yeah, Blue Jackets win. Now we're gonna really do stars because honestly, the stars that we had tonight were probably be what we picked anyway. And really, I mean, also Elvis Merzlikens didn't play, so it's really kind of pointless for Laura to do her stars because she can't put Elvis Merzlikens at one. Um, I'm just gonna say that based on the game that doesn't exist, Elvis deserves my love. Yeah, 56 he does. stopped yeah. shots. Yeah, he does. So we're yeah. just gonna we're just gonna say that. Um but so yeah, so the three stars were Zach Wierenski, um, Sean Corrali, and of course our captain, uh, Mr. CBJ himself, Boone Jenner. Um, and Jeremy and I talked before this, no one could hear Boone's, no one in the arena could hear Boone's uh post-game. Uh, number one star interview so hopefully he said something lovely um and hopefully it wasn't about how great the crowd was because none of us could hear him so but they did awkwardly make him sit on the bench for a really long time uh, i was sitting on the bench bench. (laughs) for all you john mulaney fans um but lastly like i mean i don't know if jeremy has anything else but i want to shout out um, the great people at the Ferrera Candy Company who have helped turn this week into Fun Dip Week, um, and a celebration of sugar and our new favorite pregame tradition. Um, it has been such a big honor for us to help be a part of this movement of making Fun Dip the new thing for the fifth line and for all Blue Jackets fans to hopefully start uh, catching on to. 
or just to encourage people to find their their little thing that sparks joy before every game. Um, it doesn't have to be fun dip. We know fun dip is not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, but for us, it's a really fun thing to be a part of. And it was really great tonight to be able to have some uh, firsthand uh, interaction with uh, the people at Fur Candy and more of our wonderful friends and connections with the Blue Jackets, which still boggles our minds every single day. Um, but yeah, let's keep the fun dip tradition alive. It's going to be a roller coaster of a season, but Fun Dip Week went really, really well. I think it was so great to see so many people grabbing um, Fun Dip on their way into the arena tonight, um, eating it in the, in the seats. And I'm still a little bit concerned that they wrap it up in the t shirts that go into the cannon, the like, t shirt cannon, just because, like, I feel like at the right velocity, that stick is pretty, like, there's some, you know, hardness there that could they be shoot, painful they shoot literal hot dogs out of the cannons at griffin's games so i mean i also would you're we're not going to be able to if I, I go to a griffin's game with you we're not going to be able to sit near where they shoot it because i'll be the girl that gets hit in the face dude it doesn't matter where you sit it it, it will go anywhere like that thing is the scariest thing contraption i've ever seen in my entire i don't want to die by a hot dog i just don't no promises it's on the ticket it says you might get killed by a hot dog no thank you no choices i know they probably make you sign a waiver before you go in um no doubt no doubt but yeah, so if you're curious about, if you don't, if you're one of those people that's like, what is up with this fun dip situation? Like, please let us know. We're happy to explain it to you. Or please check out, I think she has it as her pin tweet still, but check out our friend Catherine Dobbs, um, the marketing and communications queen that she is for the Columbus Blue Jackets, who started this whole movement um before the season this year and see like her definition of why fun dip and what it means and what we're trying to build around this um this new tradition and you know we're just super stoked to to be included and we we hope um to just keep it going because it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun for us and you know sugar highs help they just help the air is always sweeter and nationwide when there are cracked open packets of fun dip and a blue jackets win. So like you can't get much better than the two of those things. But I actually would I actually would challenge that and say it can get much better. It can get much better by following us on Twitter and Instagram at subjectivelypod, and it can get better by checking out our website, subjectivelyspeaking.com. It could get better when you're chilling in some sweet merch, uh, compliments of your favorite podcast. I'm projecting subjectivelyspeaking.threadless.com. And you can also check out the content. We actually have a video up on our YouTube with Catherine, Catherine Dobbs, the Senior Vice President of Marketing and Communications with the Columbus Blue Jackets, explaining what FundUp is. So we have that interview there. If you want to check that out, Facebook, same thing. Go to Subjectively Speaking. And we are happy to connect with you literally anywhere, anywhere you can think of. Absolutely. Yes. And because he stole uh, 75% of my job, I will say, please rate and review and subscribe wherever you are listening to us. Um, yeah, we found out, as you know, 
if you've made it this far to any of our episodes in the last three weeks, you can now uh, rate and, and review on Spotify. And then as always, we're still hunting, still hunting those next star ratings on Apple Podcasts. Now I'm just starting to think that you guys are just not doing it because we want it so badly. But if you can, scroll on down, hit that five stars. It really takes like less than a second. I, you so, know what? Actually, it's reverse psychology. Do you guys want to know a secret? I don't really care about the ratings. Don't rate us. I don't want them. Do you want them? That's weird. I have no interest in them. Reverse psychology. Yeah, please rate our podcast. Yes, please. Um, but regardless, uh, we just love and appreciate all of you um, and are just so excited for all the content that we have coming your way. We're getting close to 100, y'all. This is episode 92. <laughs> We're getting, We're getting so there. close. You're getting up there. But hey, until we get the chance to talk to y'all next time, keep it fun. You like it? I feel like that's going to be my thing. Your thing is like, bye. I think my thing is going to be I wasn't sure if I was supposed to do bye right after that. No, you're good. I think that's my new thing. So we'll try it. This will be the first trial run live on the show. Until we get the chance to talk to y'all next time, keep it fun. Bye.